we're going to be doing the first of our heart meditations today. But I wanted to begin by just speaking a little bit, giving a little context to these practices. And even before that, to ask you, um, because the the most well-known of the heart meditations is is the loving-kindness practice, or metta. Um, How many of you practice metta regularly? It's part of your practice. Can I see by hands? Yeah, okay. How many of you don't like the metta practice? For whatever reason, it just doesn't resonate for you. Please don't be shy. How many of you have a hard time when other people are leading it, when they just go on their own, just listening to other people guiding it? And again, please don't be shy. Raise your hands. Okay. I ask because often when we're told about the metta practice or loving-kindness, it's, it's one particular practice, a version that's become popularized in the States, but it just represents one of really thousands and thousands of ways that we can wake up our heart. So some people get introduced to just repeating a certain set of phrases and that's, oh, that's the metta meditation. So I really wanted to kind of open it up some and say that the loving-kindness practice is any way of paying attention, you know, any way of paying attention to images or words or feelings in your body or memories, anything that ends up softening and opening your heart. So what it really means is it's a total experiment. And it's a life experiment. It's like you might land on something that works one season and then it'll become mechanical or dried up in another. So in a way, you keep on having to sense, well, what right in this moment that doesn't mean you don't follow a certain practice for a while. But we keep having to check in. So the metta is really the, the second wing. If the first wing is really mindfully recognizing what's happening, the loving-kindness practices help to create that tender heart space that lets life be just as it is. This morning uh, I felt like an important question came up and that was, well, what if we're not feeling gentle towards ourselves or kind towards ourselves? And there are a lot of times that I'll begin a loving-kindness practice and I'm feeling the opposite of it. my, My own biology is in some aversive state of either down on myself or annoyed or and angry or um down in some other way. And so we can begin whatever state's there. And often if we try to slap on loving-kindness practice of some sort, in a way we're fighting with the state we're in. So it's not even always wise to practice a loving-kindness practice. It's part of this intuitive process that we sense, oh, there's a lot of aversion. Well, I'm not going to start offering loving-kindness to it. I'm just going to say big as be as big as you want to be, aversion. Let the hate just fill the room, you know? And there are times that intentionally uh, turning towards love in some way, even if it's just an idea, begins to reconnect us with something we were forgetting that really brings us home. So for choosing to do this intentional practice of cultivating and awakening the heart, even if it feels like, well, I don't feel gentle or I don't feel kind, 
We can't manufacture it, but what we can do is have the intention to wake up love. And it doesn't matter what weather system's going on inside you, if there's some place in you that even, it's, even if it's distant and theoretical, cares about being more loving. If that even exists in you, just, just to remember that starts opening the door. So does that make sense, that the intention is what really carries it? Which is why when I start a, a metta practice or a loving-kindness practice and I'm with inwardly, I'll first just say in some way, you know, whatever happens, may, may my heart open. Having the intention. The words of Hafez, the poet Hafez, these, this particular verse has always really resonated. He says, ask the friend for love, ask him again, for I have found that every heart will get what it prays for most. Ask the friend for love, ask him again, for I have found that every heart will get what it prays for most. So just about it mattering, that's the beginning. So let me just say a few other things about the practice itself. One is that each of us, it's helpful to find the entry that's easiest for us. So for some people, uh, the entry might be bringing to mind a person or a being with whom you have the most uncomplicated loving, where you easily can feel loved sometimes called a benefactor, someone that's been helpful to you. So wherever it's easiest to bring to mind something that reminds you, yes, love is here, it exists, and then to let that be something that helps to soften and tenderize you. For some people, love opens up most easily if we consider a being that feels in some way small or powerless and in need of our help. And then our tenderness opens up. And that was the case in a story um, that I heard through Gil Fronsdell, who's a wonderful Vipassana teacher. And he describes an engineer who entered the monastery and he suffered a lot and he kept trying to think his way through the suffering. And he always second-guessed himself and kept on ending up looping in a lot of uh, thoughts that always trapped him. And finally, the abbess decided that these practices of presence at the monastery weren't really serving to help him get outside of his conceptualizing. So she gave him, and this is kind of a covert loving-kindness practice, she sent him for, to do two years of volunteering. And he went to a, a maternity ward at a hospital, and his job was to hold premature babies. And so he'd go in, and he really plunged in, and he held these fragile beings ever so carefully. You know, he'd have to watch them breathe, because there's some sense that they could stop breathing. And so he'd watch them really closely, and, and he found the most effective way to care for them was just to hold them against his chest. So he did this day in and day out for, for months and months, and he started noticing this tender, warm place in his chest opening up. But it didn't really match with his self-image, so he didn't really think about it too much, which of course is really good given who he was. Just kept doing it, and gradually that warm, 
tender spot started spreading until he could started feeling more and more through his whole body this, this felt sense of warmth and care and tenderness. And at the end of two years, he went back to the monastery and the abbess said, continue on practicing. And she said, here's the key to your practice. Over and over again, bring your mind, your awareness, right into your heart. Just keep bringing it down, so to speak, right into your heart. And what a beautiful pathway for all of us when we get caught, just to bring it all down right into the heart. So we begin with where it's easiest and by necessity the loving-kindness practice needs to open to bringing care to the life that's within us. One of my favorite teachers, Srinur Sargadatta, said, all I plead with you is this, make love of yourself perfect. And he's not instructing us to love the, the narrative of self, love the self in our story, but actually open our hearts unconditionally to the lived experience moment to moment. And everything else ripples out of that. So as we'll find, and we're going to practice in a moment, that if we can open to the life within us, there's naturally widening circles. And in the uh, traditional meta practice, it's very systematic of that widening of the circle. Uh, last thing I want to say is that it's really, whatever way you're practicing, keep coming into the body because if we're really going to fall in love with ourselves, this life, it needs to be embodied. Otherwise, it's still one step removed. So take a moment, if you will, just if you need to shift around some, find a, find a way of sitting that's most comfortable, where you can still be alert. And as you come into stillness, you might feel in your own heart your intention, the most sincere expression of your, your aspiration or wish for awakening loving-kindness. One of the most uh, sweet ways of beginning to wake up the physiology of love is to take the image of a smile and bring it into the body. You might imagine and sense the sky around us, this beautiful day, this great blue sky that extends in all directions. To imagine it filled with the curve of a smile 
just to visualize that and the felt sense of that, that receptivity and openness of a smile. Imagine the mind merging with that open sky so that the mind is filled with a smile. very particular way let that smile spread through the eyes softening the eyes see if you can even feel the corners of the eyes up a bit brow is smooth so there's a real full sense of receptivity in the region of the eyes feeling the mouth and a slight smile the inside of the mouth smiling noticing when the mouth is smiling slightly you can begin to relax the tongue right down to the root of the tongue Again, the eyes are soft, smiling, the mouth. You might feel the throat area, even as you breathe, feeling the breath gently at the throat. Visualize and sense the curve of a smile in the throat area. The eyes are soft, smiling at the eyes. Smile at the mouth, the throat. And then sense that the curve of a smile could spread through the heart area. Visualizing and feeling from the inside out that curve and receptivity and openness that's created with the felt sense of a smile the smile is not to cover over any other mood or emotion but rather to make room for what's here with kindness relaxing outward sensing the smile creating ripples that spread outward you can even scan down to the belly just visualizing and feeling the felt sense of a smile there the curve the receptivity loosening and opening in that region
So you feel the breath deep in the belly, the image and felt sense of the curve of the smile. In the same way you can feel deep into the pelvic region, letting a smile spread through that area, opening up space and aliveness. Pelvic area, the belly, the heart. mouth, the eyes. And see if you can sense your whole body with the vibration and openness and tenderness and receptivity of a smile. You might let your attention rest most fully in the heart region. As you now bring to mind someone in your life where love is easy to feel. Could be someone who is a benefactor of some sort, someone who's helped you. You feel that person's generosity and care. Someone who you trust and sense loves you, that it's easy to feel the realness of that person's love. It could be a person could be someone you know well, some, it might be someone who you don't know but you trust. Could be a, a dog or a cat. Somewhere where love flows and let that being be close in right now. See if you look more closely at the eyes, you can sense the love or care or generosity, goodness, just flowing into you, receiving from that being the care that's there. Sensing your appreciation. You might even mentally whisper the name of this being and say thank you. And see how fully you can let in what you love about this being, letting in that person or creature's love and goodness. (laughs) 
and see if like that engineer you can feel it in a visceral way as a warmth in your heart. Letting that warmth spread and be as big and full as it is. As a way of expressing your appreciation and love, offering the wishes or prayers of loving-kindness. And I'll suggest some and feel free to change the language, change the content. May you be filled with loving-presence, held in loving-presence. May you feel my love now. As you offer your wishes, imagine and sense this being receiving them, experiencing what you're wishing. May you be filled with loving presence, held in loving presence. May you feel my love now. May you be happy. May you know the joy of being fully alive. Again, imagining, visualizing this being happy. Seeing that being's inner smile radiating outward. May you touch great and natural peace. And may you awaken and be free. Now we bring the same offering of care and love to our own being. Again, it's that intention to make love of this life within us full, complete, 
love ourselves without holding back. And as with the other, whether we're loving another person or dog, spiritual figure, sensing the goodness within us. Sensing goodness awakens love. One of the most direct ways to sense the goodness within us is to remember our aspiration, to remember what it is we truly, sincerely care about. Maybe remembering that you care about truth, about realizing truth, living from truth, being honest, being honest with yourself. Maybe that you care about love, truly loving without holding back. Maybe that you care about peace, peace within, peace in our world. Sense what it is you care about. You might love beauty, nature. Sensing what you care about, what you love, what your aspiration is, and sensing the goodness, the purity within your own being. For some it's difficult because we have so many years of conditioning not to look towards our goodness. You might look through the eyes of someone who loves you, that you trust. As you sense the goodness that's here, see if you can again feel the heart, feel a warmth, feel a glow of appreciation for the life, the love, the awareness that lives within you. Begin offering these messages or prayers of care to your own being. And for some, if you'd like, you can explore doing it with your hand on your heart. Sometimes it makes it more intimate and immediate. And it also helps to deepen our relationship with ourselves in a very beautiful way. So just as we offer our prayer to another message to the self, may I be filled with loving presence held in loving presence. See if you can visualize and sense and feel what that would be. What is it to be filled with loving presence, held in loving presence?
See how fully you can let that light of loving presence shine through you. Filled with loving presence. See if you can let it pour into you from this world, loving presence. Held in loving presence. may I be happy may I know the natural joy of being alive sense if there's an image that goes with happiness it may have something to do with a smile or light nature and feel the energy from the inside out happiness, the joy of being fully alive. Let it be as big as it can be. May I touch deep and natural peace. You can sense if there's an image of peace or some sensing just the surface of the ocean and then how deep and vast and still that space of ocean is underneath the surface. Deep, vast peace. May I be peaceful. And may I awaken and be free. Again, sense what this means. The image, the felt sense, it may be that ocean, that vast ocean filled with the light of awareness. be filled with loving presence, held in loving presence. Again, you might sense that loving presence flowing into you, arising out of the very depth of your being, filled with loving presence, held in loving presence. And then the wish, may I be happy. Know the natural joy of being alive. 
again, sensing that smile perhaps filling you in a cellular way, filling your whole body and beyond. May I be peaceful. Just imagine and sense resting in that vast stillness. this ocean peaceful and may I awaken and be free that ocean filled with the light of awareness We widen the heart space now, bringing to mind someone who's dear to you, someone you care about, that you'd like to offer your loving prayer to. Bring that person close in in your awareness so you can really feel his or her presence, their presence. Take some moments to reflect on what you most appreciate about this being. As you sense what you love about this being, his or her way of loving, how this person looks when happy and filled with life, just let it light up your heart. Let that loving be as big as it is. Again, expressing it with these prayers of care. May you be filled with loving presence, held in loving presence. May you feel my love now. Can you imagine this being receiving and feeling your love, held by your love, filled with your love, filled with love and presence. 
May you be happy. Know the natural joy of being alive. May you touch great and natural peace. May you awaken and be free. Letting the sense of a particular other drop away and sensing the heart space that's here. Again, coming into your body, feeling the felt sense of heart as much as it's here. Letting it be as vast as it wants to be, edgeless, inclusive. So you can imagine and sense that all who are here right now are part of this heart space. the aliveness inside you, the aliveness within all these beings right here. Just feel our shared field, the space of caring, widening out across the world. This possibility of holding in our hearts all beings without exception, sensing in all beings how the ocean of light shines through in particular, unique, beautiful ways. Thomas Merton points to this in the following verse. He says, Then it was as if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, the depth of their hearts, where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach the core of their reality, the person that each one is in the eyes of the divine. If only they could see themselves as they really are. If only we could see each other that way all the time, there would be no more war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed, I suppose the big problem would be that we would fall down and worship each other. Resting in this openness, this heart space, we close by offering our prayers and our care to all beings everywhere. May all beings everywhere be filled with loving presence, be held in loving presence. May all beings be happy, know the natural joy of being alive,
may all beings be peaceful, touch great and natural peace. May all beings everywhere awaken and be free. Some of you might wonder when is appropriate to do this practice and it's really whenever you think it would be helpful to weave it in through the day. It's not just for this afternoon's, you know, heart practice period. You might find it helps you at the beginning of a sitting to take some moments with some version of the loving-kindness practice or at the end of a sitting. So feel it out and, and really, truly make it an experiment. Um, we have a few minutes and I, on purpose, wanted to have these few minutes in case any of you have some questions about the practice. I know we have a mic here and if you do, this is a good time. Thank you for that. It was wonderful. Often when I do the loving-kindness practice toward myself, I feel overwhelmed in a way that I don't when I direct it toward others. And it's hard to stay with it. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you could speak to that at all. Can you just say a little more when you say overwhelmed? What are you getting in touch with? A mix of sadness and, and joy. Mm. Um, sadness that I can't mm-hmm. feel that toward myself. Mm. So maybe more hope that maybe mm. I could. I feel like I get closer to it little by little, but mm. it's still very, um, it's a very, very um, strong somatic feeling. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, um, and thank you for adding that. For most of us, our deepest suffering is that we're at war with ourselves and our heart's armoring is because we have not embraced the life within us. So as we begin to 
even start that process, one thing that can happen is that it become, we become, feel even more harsh, like we come up with all the reasons we don't deserve it. Metta can bring up its opposite. That's totally fine and okay. That wasn't what you said, but I just want to put that out there, that you might begin a process and find that it puts you more in touch with how much you hate yourself. That's okay. It's like in those moments just to honor, okay, so now we're beginning to get where it's more raw. That's where we begin to have the possibility of some healing. Okay. So then we might pause on the metta and just breathe with it and acknowledge, okay, hating, hating, it hurts, it hurts. And then maybe that'll turn to sorrow. Oh my gosh, how long has it been like this? And then we breathe with that and then we begin to start the metta again. So what I'm saying is that you might find that you get in touch and then you pause and it's just mindfulness and presence with and then you begin again offering something. You're going to find your way. But not to interpret because what it brings up is the opposite of what you think you're supposed to be feeling, that anything's wrong. All that's happening is you're unlayering. And we wouldn't be armored if we didn't have a lot of years of conditioning to turn against ourselves. So feeling sadness and hope, to me, are the most beautiful and appropriate responses to those years of conditioning. Because if you know it's your intention, and this is why I brought it up right at the beginning, you can't always feel caring, but it's your intention to feel caring. That will keep opening it. So stay with it as much as you can, and if it truly feels overwhelming, like this is too much and you feel like you're getting broken apart in a way that you can't handle, shift your attention. And this is true for anything that goes on here, that if you are paying attention to something and you're unearthing something that really feels like too much, then it's not wise or kind to feel like you're supposed to jump off the cliff and just, you know, you can back off, you can turn your attention to something else, you can listen to sound. For some people, um, turning the attention to metta at those times is helpful. For some other people, you might just feel the energy in your hands. You might do some more walking periods if it's happening during a phase of the day. So again, this isn't a, you know, masochistic stay with it no matter what practice. You dip in and you come back. So for you, dip in. If you feel like you can handle it, go deeper into that sadness and deeper into that hope. Feel it in your body. Somatic is a sign that you're healing. If it's in your body and you can feel stuff happening in your body and movement in your body, you're right, at, right in the mainstream of the process. Yeah, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your heart effort. I really bow to it. Okay, blessings. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.